0: Quarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. Natasha is in Atlanta. Hi, Natasha. How are you?
1: Hi, and good in you, guys.
0: Better than we deserve. What's up in your world?
1: <laughs> well, um, my world has been upside down for the last seven years. Um, we, me and my husband have hasn't been very good managing money. I believe we both make good money. My husband works in the film industry, and we end up moving to Atlanta, so he has like, um, a stable job here and income. And I am a teacher, so we make around... $80,000, and sometimes it could be all the way to $100 yearly. But it has been a roller coaster for us to be on the same page. And finally, we found your program, and we're trying to make the right choices. This next two months, we're going to be like negative zero. We're just going to pay all our you know, regular utilities, and our payments are pretty high. So we're trying to figure it out. Right now, if we have to get rid of one of our cars, even though our cars don't pay as much, we have one car is by hundred sixty a month. The other is 400 a month, uh, monthly. But we just don't know where to start right now. We're, um, I'm going to do like a garage sale to make the $1,000 to start for our savings. We have zero savings. We're just a mess. And we need to know how can we start something. Are you guys doing a budget? Well, that's the first thing we started, um, but right now the budget is ideally, but we have so much things that are like overdue payments that, you know, if we're not going to even have enough money for the budget. We're going to have to catch up the next two months well, just doing payments and just doing payments.
2: Well, I think that you're a little bit confused about how the budget is working. So what you're going to do, so what do you bring home every month around $4,000.
1: Um, I bring, um, uh, 2,800 and my uh-huh. husband brings 6,000. Oh, 6,000. Oh, okay. Great.
2: So you're going to plug that into your budget. Uh, what, how do you do your budget now? Is it a spreadsheet? What are you using to create your budget every month?
1: I just have a, it's not really a spreadsheet. It's just, you know, a chart that I created mm-hmm. and it's, we have $8,000 four hundred dollars as income. Okay. 8400 and, or our goal is eight thousand eight um, one hundred eighty.
2: Okay, well, let's start with what your act outgo actually is. So you're gonna start with eight thousand four hundred, and you're just gonna go down the line, and you're gonna spend all of that money. So you're gonna start with your expenses and go through, making sure that you're making minimum payments on everything, not just your, you know, the expenses that you do every month like groceries and things like that, but also your debt. And just to keep everything current, I know that you said that you're behind on some stuff, mm-hmm. but start out by making minimum payments. And ha- once you've done that, I think you're going to find that there are things that you're spending money on that you don't actually need to spend money on because what, you guys have a great income.
0: What kind, of, uh, mm-hmm. what kind of debt do you have on?
1: Well, we have the two car loans. Okay. And uh, uh, have, car so car number debt. one that
0: you owe 400 a month on. What's the balance on it?
1: Okay, that is twenty five. Okay, I mean the one that's one sixty.
0: What's the balance on it?
1: No, that was is four hundred and five sixty. So one the five sixty is twenty five thousand, and the four hundred is twelve thousand.
0: Okay, all right. And what are your other debts?
1: The student loans. How much? Around twenty thousand dollars.
0: Okay. What else?
1: We also have um, medical bills, and there are already affected our credit scores and how much i don't i don't know the number for that i think it's a roughly around fifteen thousand dollars
0: and you're paying monthly on these we're not
1: we're okay not. so you're we're not paying anything on it hard. you're not
0: paying anything on that at all okay what else
1: um well that's it like i don't know what's your house payment we paid we, we don't own we rent what's your rent two thousand a month two thousand a month
0: 2000 a month. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. What are you behind on?
1: Right now, we own three months of the car, and we also laid one month on rent.
0: Okay. So what that tells me is is that you all are out of control on your spending because yeah. you have enough to pay these bills. I don't even know where you're getting to 8400 I can't get there. You're not paying anything on these medical you got 2000 plus you got food, lights, and water, and then you got yeah. 1060 and or, or no, you got 960 in credit card debt, or, or in car payments. Student loans yeah. on hold with Biden.
1: Yeah. You you're got, not
0: paying anything on it.
2: You're not working a budget. I think you're just guessing at the numbers every month, and if you're not on a budget, you guys are spending like crazy, and then you're not prioritizing
1: the things Who's that
0: the you actually need to you spend or on him?
1: This is what has, has been happening. Like, I try to for us to stick on a budget. Who's
0: the spender, you or him?
1: I think both. I think we're both very bad spending. Mm-hmm. And why does I, it say on I, my I, screen
0: I, you're considering a divorce? Yeah. Why does it I, say yeah. on my screen you're considering a divorce? Um, you, you haven't brought that up in our conversation.
1: I did. Um, sometimes the only escape that I feel I have from the situation is, oh, you know, only my own Well, that would be if it's his
0: fault. But you didn't just now say it was his fault. You said it was both your fault.
1: But it's hard to, for both of us to be on the same page. It's just hard. Right. Like For now, I, I explained to him that we need to like close our personal accounts, and one of the things that you guys recommend is for both to have one account together, and he's like, okay, we can open one account, but we will still keep separate accounts at the same time. I feel he doesn't trust. Separate
0: accounts aren't your problem. Your problem is you spend like you're in Congress, somewhere between the two of you.
1: I'm sorry, what did you say last?
0: I said you spend out of control. No number of accounts will stop that. Having a singular account's not going to fix that. Getting rid of him's not going to fix it if you are the problem. So, what we've got to do is, you guys are going to have to lay out a game plan that the two of you agree to. And um, you guys are getting ready to head into bankruptcy because you are going to get evicted and repoed. You are not but one car Mm -hmm. payment away from getting into repo land, and you are about half a mortgage or half a rent payment from being evicted if you are my tenant. Because I don't fool Mm -hmm. around with people not paying their rent. So, uh, you guys got to get this stuff together. So, here's what I'm going to do I'm going to put you on hold and we're going to hook you up with one of our coaches and they're going to sit down with the two of you free. And I'm going to pay for you to go through Financial Peace University and hopefully that'll save your marriage. But the two of you, it's time for y'all to look in the mirror and go enough because you don't, the numbers you gave us, honey, you got to sell these cars. They're both ridiculous, number one. But number two, You actually could pay these payments with the income you've got. It's doable. But you didn't even choose to pay your rent. Instead, you chose to go party somewhere. I don't know where your freaking money's going. Hold on, we'll help you. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top-rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone, and they even have low-cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Zander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com Jade Warshaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Our question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Don't wait until the AC or other home systems go out this summer. Neighborly is your key to staying on top of your home maintenance needs. Don't wait on emergencies. Find reliable home service providers like AirServe, Mr. Appliance, and Mr. Rooter Plumbing, lots of others at Neighborly.com. Keeps your house running like clockwork.
2: Today's question of the day comes from Harry in Georgia. He says, I have a budget in place, and I'm using the debt snowball. Would you recommend consolidating all of the debt into one giant personal loan? I also have a total of $50,000 between five credit cards, a personal loan, and an appliance loan. I also have a ton of equity in my home, so I was wondering about doing a home equity loan, which could give me tax savings on the interest. Should I just keep it status quo for now and continue the snowball or do debt consolidation loan? Overall, I'm just looking to expedite debt elimination. All right, so... The debt snowball, I would not call status quo. I think that it is the most effective way um, to pay off debt. And it's been proven. There's been some studies. I know Harvard published a paper about why the debt snowball actually works and that it works. It's the most successful way to pay off debt. So I would not recommend um, Harry doing a consolidation or a HELOC. And I, I, it sounds like you're just like trying to think of ways to get this debt out of your life. And again, there's no easy button. You're going to have to list your debts from smallest to largest and work to pay this off. If you do a debt consolidation loan, there's a couple of things there. You're not paying it off. You're just clumping it all together, moving it all together. And actually, there are studies that show that when you do that, your brain thinks that you have less debt and you go back into debt again because you've moved it all into one payment. You haven't actually paid it off. Not to mention when it comes to debt consolidation, you know, they're doing for you what you can do yourself. They're they're making deals with these companies. You can do that yourself. You can set up payment schedules. You can do all of that yourself. You don't have to pay somebody to do it for you. And a lot of times the interest rate when you get debt consolidation is no better because it's based on your credit. And if you have ruined credit, then you're not going to have a better credit rate on that debt consolidation loan anyway, a, a better uh, interest rate. So I wouldn't do that. And then talking about the HELOC again, You're just moving debt and now you're moving it into your home mortgage. So you really want to put your home on the hook for your debt. I would not do that. Um, Home equity line of credit is what he's talking about for somebody who's listening the first time. and You don't understand what that is. It's basically a line of credit that you pull out on your home and uh, he wants to use that to pay off his debt. A terrible idea. You're not paying it off. You're just moving it into your mortgage not a good idea. Let's use the debt snowball. Again, list your debt smallest to largest, make minimum payments on all of the debt, and then take any and all extra money that you can and throw it at the smallest debt until it's paid off. Got to go quickly. Got to use intensity for this. And then when that smallest debt is paid off, the money is freed up and you throw it on the next smallest debt. And then you do that again. And before you know it, you've got a nice snowball going and that is how you pay off debt. And let me tell you something, you want to do that You need to do it smallest to largest so that you feel those wins, uh, Harry, because when you feel the win of paying off that smallest debt, you're gonna be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I can do this, this works. And then you're gonna go to the next one and you feel that motivation once you begin starting and once you start feeling the momentum that comes with the snowball. So just do it, just walk yourself through the process. You're gonna be better for it. You're gonna allow yourself to feel the pain of your debt. When you do the snowball, you feel it. Because you have to work to make it happen. You're not just rolling it into some other loan. You're not rolling it into your mortgage. You're not taking the easy way out.
0: Harry, the thing you got to remember is this. You have a block of debt that's $50,000. If that block of debt is a debt consolidation loan, it's still $50,000. If that block of debt is a HELOC, it's still $50,000. There's only one way to get rid of $50,000. Pay. Mm
3: $50,000.
0: There is no, none of these programs. All they do is lower the amount of interest and interest is not your problem. Spending more than you make is your problem. Not increasing your income enough to throw at the $50,000 is your problem. You need to come up with $5,000 a month for 10 months because you work so much that you can't breathe. Great place to go when you're broke to work. Ooh. The interest rate on your HELOC is versus the interest rate on your debt snowball is not going to fix the problem. No. You need fifty thousand dollars. That's the problem. You're concentrating on the wrong end of the iceberg. The interest is just sticking up above the water. There's a big iceberg below the surface. Mm-hmm. It's fifty thousand dollars. That's the problem. And I want to write off the interest as having a HELOC. You're not writing off the interest. <laughs> you don't you don't write off the interest on a HELOC. You know why? Only thirteen percent of Americans itemize. Eighty-seven percent take the standard deduction. Ooh, good point. So you probably are taking a standard deduction, which means you don't get to write off the interest because you already took your standard deduction. Mm-hmm. If you are one of the 13% who itemize, you probably are not itemizing this this anyway, and it's not that big a deal. I mean, the interest, let's say it's 10% on $50,000, it's $5,000. You know what that saves you in taxes? 1250 bucks. $1,250 bucks is not your problem. Right. $50,000 is your problem. Quit trying to trick your way out of this. Mm-hmm. Come up with $50,000. That's how you do it. And the debt snowball leads you through that process and keeps you moving. But you've got to concentrate. You need $5,000 a month extra for 10 months or $2,500 a month extra for 20 months. That gets rid of your problem, not a little bit of savings on interest or some faux tax write-off that you're not even really taking because you're taking a standard deduction. That's what's really going on. Tara's in Kalamazoo. Hi, Tara. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm good. Thanks, Dave and Jay, for taking my call.
0: Certainly. How can we help?
1: My husband and I are about 35, and we have one kid and one on the way. We have about $200,000 left on our mortgage, which is at a 2.375% rate. It was originally a 15-year. We have 12 left on it. We have no other debts, about 60000 in cash, we have about five hundred thousand in investments with one four hundred one k that we max out each year. We have one hundred and forty thousand in short term treasuries like I bonds and T bills. Um, we'll How much was your
0: mortgage rate. again?
1: Um, it was originally was about two. Now, what is it today? We have two hundred left.
0: And you have one hundred and forty in I bonds and sixty thousand laying around in cash.
1: Yes. True. Why do you still
0: have a mortgage?
1: That's what my question is <laughs> around. Is should we like we've seen rates climb right with Treasuries about five percent now. So we're curious if we should take advantage of our current position, um, seeking something low duration like a seventeen week um, T bill and put like all of our two hundred. We're not making
0: up. any money on that if stuff. If I
2: were you, I would be mortgage free today.
0: You're not making any money on that stuff. You need to roll out the actual math that you're talking about here. And how many dollars it results in? It's not spit. You're not getting wealthy with this. Yeah. I mean, you actually yeah, take 140,000 and multiply it times that. I mean, you can't even go out to eat. It's not real money. You're just playing a math game. You're trying to do this with intellect, and and if you're actually running out the nominal dollars that are the resulting here, you're not making. You're not arbitraging your house into T bills and making any spread. It's, it's the, the difference is a joke, mathematically. I mean, it's a couple thousand bucks. It's not going to make you rich. You're playing games with stuff that's not going to make you rich. You can pay off your house today. Keep some, That'll make yeah, you rich.
2: Yeah. Keep Get, some money aside for three to six months. Yeah.
0: Three to six months of expenses and emergencies, no other debt, and liquidate everything that's non-retirement and pay this house off this week. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Definitely not borrowing on my home to invest in T-bills. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Christine is in Chicago. Hi, Christine. How are you?
3: I'm well. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, I'm currently a resident physician, and I'll be graduating in six months. I recently signed my contract and received a signing bonus of about $43,000 after taxes. I currently have about $70,000 in total credit card debt and personal loan debt. And I'm looking for um, the best way to use my signing bonus, current income, and future income to kind of get out of debt. That's great. What's your income going to be once you start working? $375,000.
2: Ooh, girl. I love to hear it. That's great. Well, you know. Um,
0: what is it now as a resident?
2: Um,
3: seventy.
0: When do you start? September. Good for you. Congratulations. You've worked a long time and you've worked really hard to get here. Congratulations.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that.
2: You know, if I'm you, I'm going to work through this. I'm going to, I'm going to work the the baby steps through this because I want you to be able to enjoy that income. And I want you to, you know, be able to live that life that you're, you've worked for as quickly as possible. Have you started working the baby steps thus far?
3: I have not.
2: Okay. So let's walk through that real quick. So the way we teach this, this is going to be the best, uh, most effective way to manage your money and ultimately get to the fact to where you're hopefully a millionaire and you're living like no one else and being generous. So this is the path to get there. The first thing we want to do is we want to make sure you get $1,000 saved. So I know that you have that 43K of bonuses. Do you have any other money laying around? No, that's it. That's it. Okay. So we're going to take 1K. We're going to set it aside that is your starter emergency fund. It's not meant to be the be all end all. This is just temporary, right? So that's thing one baby. Step two is you're paying off all of your debt, except your mortgage. So in this case, we've already put a thousand dollars aside for the emergency fund. You've got 42 K left. Am I right? Correct. So if I'm you, I'm going to go ahead and put that money towards my debt snowball. Now, as it stands right now with your your current salary you're paying your bills everything's happening everything's rolling right you should Correct. you should have you know even more money to put towards your debt snowball so what i want you to do as part of baby step 2 is i want you to get on a budget have you have you been using a budget thus far or is that kind of a new concept for you
3: no i have a budget it it fails at times, or I guess I fail the budget. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you said that next part because the budget, I mean, you make it right. It's your plan that you're putting together and that plan needs to be on purpose and on par with what your life demands. So if the budget is failing, it's because we're not being detailed. We're not being realistic. We're not being flexible within our budget. So I want you to make sure that you are planning for every single dollar. And at the end of the day, it's you who's got to decide I'm going to stick to this budget and I'm going to do what I've said I'm going to do.
0: Here's the really cool thing. You should be 100% debt-free before Halloween.
2: I know, that's right.
0: Okay. That's and because really um, you're, um, you said you start in September, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay, but between now and then you make 70000 a year and we're going to put 42000 towards seventy, dollars leaving $30,000. Mm-hmm. Um, so, You've, your debts, when you list them, smallest to largest. What is your largest debt?
3: The largest one is a five thousand, uh, twelve thousand dollars credit card.
0: Okay, so you can pay everything but that. No, no, no. What's the next largest one?
3: The next largest one is a six thousand dollars credit card. So you've got, you got a, a bunch a of lot ankle biters. ones. I do. Okay,
0: <laughs> so you've got a list of things that's probably twenty long. And you're going to get rid of the majority of that list with this signing bonus in one fell swoop. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's it, going to feel yeah. really good.
2: And the good news about those little ankle biters is you're going to be able to feel wins very regularly. Right. Because you're going to knock out those first several with this chunk of money. And then, you know, every couple of weeks, you, I want to see you paying something off every couple of months. You know, you're paying off these little eight and $1,000 things and $2,000 things, you're hey, going to be feeling those wins. Uh,
0: how long has it been since you've used a credit card for a purchase?
3: Um this I week this last Saturday.
0: Yeah, I thought so. Okay. There you go, Dave. There's where your budget's going. Cuz you've got you got a pocket full of credit cards. You're used yeah. to using these things. So, here's your painful experience. When you get off the phone, Uh, are you, you're not studying to be a surgeon by chance, are you?
2: I am. (laughs) Here's your time to practice.
0: I want you to have plastic surgery when you get off the phone. I want you to chop (laughs) up every one of those credit cards into little bitty pieces. And then every time you close, every time you pay off one, I want you to close the account and never reopen it. Make sure your bank, you get on the phone with your bank today and get a debit card if you don't have one on your checking account. And anytime you get ready to purchase something from this point forward, use a debit card you got amazon prime i sure do jump on there and change out for your debit card Mm -hmm. take the credit card off of it
2: okay are are you gonna do it christine i am
0: okay that's gonna help you do the budget it is because what's happening is it's too easy for you to fall off the wagon
2: yeah because you got fake money laying around you got extra so extra fake money.
0: Yeah, make it hard to spend money you don't mean to spend. If you're going to spend money on purpose, that's fine. I've got, I mean, we've got Amazon Prime at the Ramsey house, and mm-hmm. it's just got a debit card attached to it. But I know when I click that button, Sharon knows when she clicks that button that real money just left a real account it's not fake money and that credit card money is fake money it, it'll mm-hmm. catch up on you it's not emotional mm-hmm. so okay so you're gonna have an emotional experience that's positive in a whole bunch of ways you're gonna feel this weird transformational thing when you chop up all your credit cards get the debit card on Amazon Prime get the debit card on anything where you used to have a credit card mm-hmm. get out of the credit card business and you're gonna take this check and clear through more than half of your list yeah all these little hundred 200 five hundred dollar things are just gonna go out there like a Hot knife through butter. You're going to knock off a whole bunch of them, and then you're still going to be staring at a pretty decent list. But every time you get a check in, now you're more under control with your spending, and you're going to be able to attack it. This is so cool, Christine. I'm so proud of you.
2: It's great. I got to highlight the fact this is going to feel countercultural, countercultural to what you think security is, because you thought counterintuitive. Se- cu- thank you, counterintuitive. You thought security was having credit cards as something to fall back on. You thought security was, maybe I can have this signing bonus. I'll just hold on to it. It's a nice little cushion, even if I have debt. And we're telling you to do things that are opposite of what... Security
0: security comes from you taking control. That's right. You telling your money what to do instead of wondering where it went. That's right. You're going to get a sense of power like you've had you remember when you the power christine when you started working through the syllabus to get to be an md yeah
2: yeah
0: you know and you started i knocked that class out i knocked that class out i knocked that i'm that much closer i'm that Mm -hmm. much closer i'm that much closer i'm running a half marathon i'm at mile nine that's right i've got i've you know i've got four and a half to go here i go 4.3 to go right so there we go i mean that kind of stuff so you you, you're you're clicking off the miles you're Mm -hmm. clicking off the traction and you've never done that with money and so you're going to get this positive feeling, yeah. but it is also, it's a transformational thing, so it's going to be uncomfortable for yeah. the first 90 days that you live in this. Yeah,
2: she's proving the concept. Exactly. That's, that's So I just wanted her to be emotionally that's good. prepared for that. But she's doing wow. right. She's doing it right. She's, she's doing it right. She's so good. Because, you know, the
0: thing is, the weird thing, folks, is y'all think that these doctors that make a lot of money are rich, most of them are broke. Mm-hmm. I mean, we MDs are as bad as pro athletes. They they're just horrible with money. <laughs> I mean, they're just mo- I mean, there's some pro athletes that do a good job with money and there's yeah. some MDs that do a good job with money. Yeah. But stereotypically, you know, we always think of the doctor and the lawyer or the rich people in town, especially old people like me. That's right. It used to be in the fifties, you know, the people sitting on the chamber of commerce were yep. the rich ones, right? And that's just the doctor, the lawyer, mm-hmm. the um the college professor, um, and these are these are the wealthy people in the in the town, the little town. And uh, the weird thing is, these doctors, a lot of them do very well on their income side. That's right. But they they've piled themselves up with debt. Christine's not that bad. She's only got no, seventy thousand.
2: But your income is not your net worth. Exactly. Your income, you can make hundreds of you know several hundred thousand dollars a you year. You can make millions
0: of dollars and be broke. We we hear it all the time.
2: We well we we've done the studies on millionaires and we see it's teachers. Mm-hmm. Engineers and these people, they're not making hundreds of thousands a year, they're not making 300, 400 thousand dollars a year.
0: Now, that's interesting. 33% of the millionaires in the study never made over 100K, one third, one out of three.
2: Something to think about.
0: This is the Ramsey Show. Jade Walshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co host. Let's face it, taxes are confusing, we hate them. And if you buy into some of the tax service ads out there, you'll believe you'll never get a grasp on taxes and you shouldn't even try. And so let us take care of you. Or they'll suck you into offers that won't help you win with money. And here's a here's a good tax tip for you today. A tax refund is not a bonus. It's a refund. It's your money that you paid in too much to the government and then drunk Uncle Steve, sometimes known as Uncle Sam, sends it back to you with no interest. So if you get a big tax refund, it's nothing to cheer about. It means you calculated your withholding wrong. That's all it means. You loan them money interest-free all year, and then they send it back to you. Santa Claus, I know him personally, does not live in (laughs) D.C. Not there, baby. There's your tax tip. All right? So... If you hadn't already filed and you're ready to work with a service you can trust, got complicated taxes? Get a Ramsey Trusted Tax Pro on your side. They'll walk you through it. If you got a complicated return, if you got a basic return, use the Ramsey Smart Tax software. It's really cheap, really easy to do. Boom! And we're not going to try to sell you a credit card like TurboTax. Um,
2: You didn't disguise that very well, Dave. I didn't.
0: (laughs) I I, I, I thought I was coughing there, but um. Yeah, they're owned by Intuit. And um, so your credit card and try to get you a loan on your refund so that you're happy you got a refund. So now you got a loan with them instead of just doing your stinking taxes, all this crap around doing your taxes, smart tax. Ramsey Smart Tax just does the taxes. You don't do nothing else. It's kind of boring. So RamseySolutions.com slash tax. Check out our Ramsey Trusted Tax Pros and the Ramsey Smart Tax software, depending on whether you got a complicated or a simple return. We can help you either way, and no hidden gotchas. We have no other agenda. We just want you to do this. And no more refunds. Jeez, people, come on. RamseySolutions.com slash tax. Get her done. Chad's with us in San Antonio. Hey, Chad, welcome to the Ramsey Show.
4: Hey Dave, thanks for taking my call. Sure, man. What's up? Um, so I'm a fairly new listener, and um, recently I just took a traveling uh, job, and we we moved from Arizona and we we travel uh, throughout the country. Um, and Who, who's we? I'm. Oh, me and my wife. Okay, uh, she works remote, so she's able to work. Okay. Um, anywhere that sounds that, I that go. sounds like an adventure. Cool. It, it's great. So, um, rather than staying in hotel rooms or Airbnbs or short-term rentals, um, we decided to purchase, we sold our home and purchased a, uh, a travel trailer. So, um, we have a note on that of approximately $70,000. And, um, my question for you is, do we let the bank float that and continue to make payments or is paying something like that off um a priority? We don't we don't have any kids. I'm do you have other five. Um no, actually we I mean how much money do maybe you have? 3 or 4, I've got about ninety thousand dollars saved, but we're trying to have kids this year. So it I doesn't have cost ninety thousand dollars to have a
0: kid. Either sell the trailer you know. or pay it off today. Okay. If you're not uh, willing to I pay it 50. off, you need to sell it. Okay. You want to know why? Child. You want to know why? You want to know why? I
2: sure. want to know why.
0: This stupid thing's going down in value like a rock. What'd you pay for it?
4: Uh, 130
0: And you bought it new? Yes, sir. You know what it's going to be worth in five years, don't you?
4: About what I owe on it, yeah. No.
0: About. In five years, it's worth 30 Lower. You lost a hundred thousand yeah. dollars over five years. That's what this did. So if you're going to keep it, you got to pay it off.
4: Was it a smart option to do this, other than to stay in Airbnbs? I just felt like that was throwing money out the out the window.
0: I don't think it would have cost you a hundred thousand dollars because you're paying payments plus losing a hundred thousand dollars. Right. So no, it was not, it was not a smart move, but you're there now. I'm not, I mean, you know, so here's the thing you're getting ready to have kids. Sometimes you're probably going to sell it and settle down. The sooner you sell it and settle down, uh, the less financial damage you've got. So were I doing this over? If you really were bent on what you're doing, I probably would have bought the $30,000 used one. And towed it around and let it turn into fifteen thousand dollars, and then that would have been much more palatable. You bought a freaking Bentley to took behind your truck. A hundred and thirty uh, grand.
4: Our our lifestyle we've been we've been camping and traveling and and doing off road sports, so it, it kind of made sense. You're for not even lifestyle. listening. If
0: you well, you lost a hundred thousand dollars, Chad. <laughs> That's what this, this, you you overbought, you completely stepped in it and it's all over your shoe and shaking your shoe at me is not going to get it off. No. It's still there. Oh my gosh. So these
2: trailers, it's just like with a car, they're losing 60% of their value within within the first. Boats
0: boats and trailers go down faster than cars. Oh, it's painful. And and RVs are the worst. They're the worst of the worst. So whatever you put into a boat, a camper, or an RV, you need to be able to set that amount of money in the middle of the floor and set fire to it, and it'd be okay, because <laughs> that's basically what you're doing. Now, I have a couple boats, and the same situation, yeah. but I can afford to set fire to that much money, and it not affect my life. Uh, Chad can't afford to lose $100,000. So, Chad, if I were in your shoes, if you're going to keep it, and I don't think you're going to get rid of it based on talking to you for two minutes, you're probably going to keep it because uh, you're really sold out on this whole idea uh, I, I i would pay it off at, at a minimum at least then you've admitted what you've done and you feel it mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and you don't have the payments anymore so now we take the payments and you start rebuilding your money so that you can buy a home and settle when you have kids because you're uh, um and the sooner you do that the less this is going to go down in value because i'm talking five years out that 130 is going to be worth 30.
2: oh that's painful <laughs> and
0: uh so I mean that that's where we are and and but if you if you sell it now you probably could sell it for more. what you owe on it. Yeah. But uh but you're probably going to run this plan for a little while longer. I doubt one phone call to Dave Ramsey is going to change all this. So um that that's the plan. But yeah, that's what I would do if I were in your shoes. The good news is you have the money in the account and you can pay it off. Oof. Ouch! Ouch. 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 <laughs> and he's in Phoenix. Hey Annie, what's up?
1: Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure, what's up? Um, I have a question. So my job that I work at, they give us stocks. And um, they've been giving us stocks for the last five years that I've been working there. I've never really done anything with it. So they just announced they're not going to give us stocks anymore. So I'm like, okay, I should do something with it. I'm wondering if I should just sell them and then pay off my car. And then just like from there, snowball into my credit card debt. Um, Or if I should just ignore it and leave it and let it grow. or I'm not sure how that works, to be honest. And um, sell my car to pay off my credit card debt. I
2: liked your first idea. If I had a bunch of company stock, I'd probably liquidate it in order to pay off debt. Only because it's single stocks you know, it's not your long-term play for investing. And I don't know what company you work for. I don't know how stable they are, but if something were to happen, you know, with the company, the value of the stocks could easily go down. So that's what I would do.
0: Yeah. sell it. And if you got enough to pay off your car and your credit cards, great. If not pay off your smallest debt to your largest debt, and then take any money that's freed up and any money you can squeeze out of your budget and finish off the rest of the debts. You want to have a goal, Annie, of being debt free as fast as you can because your most powerful wealth building tool is your income. And the faster you're not giving it to someone else for buying stupid stuff with money you don't have to impress people you don't really like, the faster you're going to become wealthy. And that's the process. So, yes, definitely liquidate that today. Um, And it's just, it's a bonus money. You got a bonus Mm -hmm. at work. You got a bonus at work. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to use it to get out of debt. That's what I'm doing. Good question, Annie. Thank you for the call. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books.